fights Tiger. Tiger can't sit here. We're back again. Seats Taken Podcast. I'm Joe. We got Zeth, Tyler, Danny, Devin, and uh, Mallard Duck sitting here on the table right in front of us. We're going to discuss the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft. Um, that's what I was thinking. Um, we're going to talk Cowboys. We always got to talk Cowboys. Um, probably touch on some other teams, possibly some trading with each other. Some old uh, miners. Yeah. Well, April 29th, 2021, live from Cleveland, Ohio. What a hot topic right now. That's right. The Ohio's. That's right. The NFL. We won't draft. go too deep into the other. The Cleveland Rocks. So what I have in front of me here is a uh, the first ten picks mock draft. What I think is going to happen. Uh, we're going to touch on a few other topics after that, but um, I guess we'll just go down the, the list, go down the rundown. Um, so first pick, of course, is Jacksonville. Surprise, surprise, they take Trevor Lawrence. Ah, oh, no, no, no. I think they're going to take a defensive lineman, stick with Gar- Gardner Minshew, <laughs> and roll from there. <laughs> Uh, I heard Tebow's coming back. <laughs> anyway, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. Then second, you got the New York Jets. Uh, probably going to take Zach Wilson, also quarterback from BYU. Uh, at third, the San Francisco 49ers, they traded up. And they're going to take uh, most likely Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. But uh, I'd like to see Trey Lance in this spot. How I do you feel about that, though? I mean, why, why are the 49ers, they were so high and mighty about you know, well, Garoppolo. Okay, getting so Jimmy G over there. Garoppolo can't stay healthy. That's the problem. I think Garoppolo has the talent, but he just can't stay healthy. You uh, think it was premature them bringing him over here because he never really ran a whole season. You know, he was there when Brady was injured or yeah, you know, but suspended. It, but yeah, but at the, I mean, the money. If you take away the money, how much they paid him, I don't think it was a bad move per se because they didn't have a quarterback. They had Bethard and they had uh, Nick Mullins. Really, no one at the helm that spot. Um, I mean, maybe they could have went and got it, you know, uh, uh, Philip Rivers or a Matt Stafford. So what you're saying is they don't need a pretty boy at QB. They need a, a field general. Yeah, uh, the, well, especially under. Uh, That's a young crew they got running up there. Very much so. Um, We're talking Mac Jones from Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah Mac Jones is the is the the projected pick, but. I like I like Trey Lance, the quarterback from uh, North Dakota. He's big, he's strong, he's got a great arm, he can run. Um, uh, and in well, that I sense, to ask you guys, Shanahan. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry. And Shanahan's what they're saying is Shanahan wants somebody who can just sit back there and be efficient and deliver the football. He's not looking for anything special uh, because that team is such a run-heavy based team. But I mean, they're carrying four or five running backs, starting running backs. Um, so he just wants somebody. I mean, just deliver the football. He's not looking for a, a, a Tom Brady or, you know, somebody who is going to, you know. Not a transcendent. transcendent. Right. Not some, he just wants somebody who can run the offense. And, not yeah. somebody who's going to knock your socks off. And something I don't get, you know, a lot of these, um, you know, 
guys that probably know a whole hell of a lot more than what I'm talking about about football projecting Mac Jones to go to the 49ers. But why? That was my question. Is is he that good? Cause but, I mean, is any, is any on, Alabama quarterback really that good? Have you seen no, the kid? Like, you're, you're, you're playing on the greatest football team ever assembled in college football, really. I mean, stacked across the board, every position. How can you not look good? I mean, I could go back there and, you know, drag this team to a win. You well, know, you know Uncle, R- Uncle Rico would take him at least to an SEC title game. So here's the thing. You look at Mac Jones. So on NFL Network, they showed a picture of him the other day. And he's in the locker room. He's got his shirt off, and he's taking a picture with a few other guys. The kid looks like he's an offensive lineman. He's he looks he, a little like a little Tom Brady. He's back tu- in his Michigan days. He, that's right. He's a tubby fella. <laughs> I mean, like, I wouldn't want him playing quarterback for me. Just me personally. I mean, yeah. I want I want I I want somebody with a body type like Dak Prescott, like like Trey Lance. Well- a big, hey, strong when you're a quarterback, quarterback, all you got to do is throw the ball. You ain't got to be skinny. Think of the great quarterbacks in the NFL right now. How many of them played top-level national championship winning college football? Not a lot. I mean, that does Not come into play them, right? for a lot of these quarterbacks because they've been in high-pressure situations. It helps, but like a lot of times those quarterbacks playing those big games, they're, they're so much helped by the – Best coaching staff, the best offensive line, the best running backs, the best quarterbacks, or the best wide receivers, I mean. You know, like, how many guys who were Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks in the NFL played for these stacked teams in college? And it goes to show, you know. Um, I know Clemson is pretty dominant, but, boy, they were struggling without Trevor Lawrence back there. And you can – and that shows a lot. That helped him out a lot. That little brief period where he was out on with COVID – yeah, they lost that has helped his draft stock, you know, tenfold. Because they they barely won games out there. I pretty where they lost against Notre Dame, or that was their loss. Yeah, they lost to Notre Dame, and it was without Trevor. And they almost won, but they still didn't. And yeah, they have some great players on their team, but they they're no Alabama, they're no I, Ohio I think, State. I think it's helping Trevor Lawrence the fact that Deshaun Watson has proved to be a good NFL quarterback. I mean, he's got a lot going on now, but like you know, up, <laughs> but he has proved to be a good NFL quarterback. And most of these Alabama quarterbacks haven't. I mean, what is uh, what is the the Hawaiian feller doing in oh, Miami? He, his first I, official I start, he shit the bed. Yeah, he's gonna get uh, nothing. They benched him in his first official start. I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's usually the QBs that, yeah. It's usually the QBs <laughs> that struggle, or I wouldn't say struggle, but they're on teams where you can tell that the QB is the number one player. And I know a lot of people don't like to credit this guy, but um, you know Sam Ellinger. That team wasn't all there, but he was still somewhat trying to make something happen. And it's QBs like that that I think NFL teams should be striving to get. Don't get the guy that had. You know, five-star recruits surrounding him. The whole—I'm pretty sure the whole Alabama offensive line was five-star recruits. So of course, anyone back there could throw a pass, could run a play. You know, kind of going back in the uh, yeah. mid-90s Cowboys. You know, Emmett Smith. Yeah, he was a—he was a great running back, but he was behind an even greater line. The Great Wall of Dallas. Yeah. Well, y- y'all are gonna—y'all are gonna hate on me, but for, on the Ellinger issue. He's like a Tebow to me. Like he's he's good in college, and he has like that really good uh, it factor as a leader that you really like in a quarterback. And he's a great guy. 
but I just don't see the the actual skill set so there. You, so you think he's Dak Prescott? Not even Dak Prescott. I, Dak I think Prescott he's more of like a Drew Locke. If I could compare him to any maybe new I, I see him being a, a career backup. Here, well, here's what I think about Sam Ellinger. Um, I don't want to get too deep in this because we're planning on talking about it later, but I think Ellinger um, would be the perfect quarterback for New Orleans. I think you let him. I could see that you let him sit maybe a year or two and learn. But I think he is he is Drew Brees 2.0. Speaking of New Orleans, Drew Brees retiring. Yep. Who's filling his spot right now? I believe it's Winston. Jameis. Why Jameis? Jameis can't okay, get because as a first round quarterback, you'll get good. second chances. It's y'all are gonna, gonna crap on me again for this, but Jameis is good, and you know his no. last year in Tampa, he's not terrible. Okay, he his last year in Tampa, what did he have? Like thirty touchdowns, five thousand yards. He started a couple games. He's played a couple games. How many interceptions? Thirty interceptions. But he got the LASIK. I he got the LASIK. Okay. But I'm not trying to shit on Jameis. But (laughs) he got the LASIK, so now he's good to go. Taysom Hill is a legitimate quarterback. I don't think he's ever. I mean, he kind of got a glimpse at being that starting QB for New Orleans. And what I don't even think they lost a game with Taysom running the team. And another on the Taysom thing is they just paid him like $30 million. Now, it's, it's not all guaranteed, and some people have said it's sort of a cap uh, thing for the for New Orleans. There's a way it helps with their cap, and they can cancel it later. But they did just give him like a $30 million contract. Well, before so that goes to show they, they think something about him. So I, I don't see them taking a quarterback because they got Hill. They got, uh, they got Winston. They got options. Let's try to go down the list here a little more on the perspective well, real, top real, ten. Real quick before we move on to the next pick, uh, personally, I wouldn't want my quarterback stealing crab meat from Publix. That's just me. Why not? You just want him stealing diamonds from a. It shows a good sleight of hand. <laughs> Who yeah. was that? Uh, Dan <laughs> Bryant. He's real good with his hands. <laughs> stealing, stealing underwear from the mall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was Joseph Randall. Yeah. <laughs> the loom ain't cheap. All right. Well. Number four, I think at number four, Atlanta is going to draft one of Jerry's favorites, Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. They say this guy is probably one of the best tight ends to come out in the past 30-something years. And that's something the Cowboys really need right now is a solid tight end. Definitely. I mean, uh, Dalton Schultz, if I'm saying his name right, you're right. I mean, he's, he's all right, but he ain't all that. Well, okay, and who's the guy that got hurt? I can't think of his name right now. Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin. I mean, yeah. he's second. I mean, he's a second stringer at best. But, but how how much does it really change your team to have a great tight end? Like it's nice to a have lot. But for the fourth overall pick. I, I mean, I look know, at Witten when he was in his prime. Well, but the tight end position has changed so much. Witten was still a, a blocking tight end. He was a great blocker. Who he just, was the last of the old schools, I think. But happened to also be a, a, a good pass catcher. But yeah. in, but now it's your tight, your tight end is just another pass catcher. Um, yeah. But with the Cowboys receiving core, with, with you know, Cooper and Gallup and... Lamb. Lamb. I think that's a that's you have three great pass catchers already that I think you're going to struggle to 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 spread the ball not not struggle because I think he's going to be able to spread the ball that well, but I think you're going to see these guys take a dip in stats because there's going to be so much spreading the ball around already. Then they're going to try to work in Zeke because you paid him uh, forty million, you know, 
billion dollars. But speaking of Dallas Cowboys wide receivers, someone that I'm really surprised with and really happy with right now is Gallup. Very much so. And he really stepped up a lot this season. Cooper, um, I would say Cooper he dropped the proverbial time. sink this season after he got his contract. And Gallup, I think what Jerry does and with any cowboy, he pays them too much too soon. He doesn't ride them out. He doesn't let them prove themselves. He just, wow, he had a, a couple great catches this season. Better throw him a big contract. Well, but the Gallup's, only exception to that is is Dak. Kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. It, I mean, I like a lot of people don't like Dak, and a lot of people do like Dak. Yeah. And it it goes to show Dak really did make that big of a difference, even with our, I'd say, shitty team this season. Um, not too much changed, and from Dak being out to uh, Dalton coming in, it was night and day. Dalton, I mean, nothing could happen with that offense. No one cared. No one cared to play. Well, here's the thing. So, and he had line issues. I I'm an anti dacker. They're getting a little long in the tooth. I'm an yeah. I'm an anti dacker, um, and it's not because of his <laughs> his personality. I think he's he's a great leader. He's a great person. Um, he has all those traits that you want. I just think his accuracy is terrible. Um, I think that a lot of quarterbacks you see you see a, like Drew Brees. You know when he throws the ball, he knows where he's putting it, and he knows where exactly where it's going. I think Dak knows a general vicinity, and I think it's up to the receiver to kind of make it happen. Do you think that might be the cause of the coaching that we had at the time that he was playing? Maybe. Do you think our new coaching staff that we have maybe, but might change some of this? This uh, I will say this. I think he looked good with McCarthy the first. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't terrible. I mean, he was great. He was slinging the ball, and, you know, it's because we were behind a lot. But, man, that offense was it was moving. Well, I mean, Jason Garrett told a story about uh, him and Troy Aikman being at a quarterback camp uh, back in the 90s when they both played for the Cowboys. And he said there was a high school quarterback out there and his accuracy was not great. And Jason Garrett asked Troy, well, you know, what do you need to do to, to, to be better, you know, more accurate? And Troy said, well, nothing. There's nothing you can do. You got it or you don't. <laughs> and, and I don't think Dak has it. Well, you remember from the Amazon show, uh, what was it called, All well, or Nothing? Did you watch that? Where uh, after every practice, Garrett and Dak would have like a throw off, just to yeah, throw the ball in the trash a, can. A, a, a fun thing him and, and Dak were doing to give him some extra practice too. And Garrett was beating him, man. Fifty-year-old <laughs> Garrett who hasn't played football in fifteen years or whatever, he was beating Dak, who's the starting Dallas Cowboys quarterback in the accuracy contest. But see, Garrett didn't keep his hands, you know idly by he was always clapping so he uh, he, he had, had the most hand up hands on the team yeah you, <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta figure that you know the clapping cannot be underestimated here but uh the the clap in the fifth pick uh you got cincinnati who's gonna pick panay sewell offensive tackle from oregon perspectively we're all i mean we're not saying this is obviously a pre well, it's, it's a view. mock it's a mock draft so uh then in, the, then in the sixth spot you got miami uh Probably going to pick Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. The pick seven, which is held by Detroit. Uh, trade alert. I think they're going to trade the pick to Denver. Denver's going to come up and grab Justin Fields, quarterback yeah, seeing, out of Ohio State. We're seeing Denver so big, pop up a lot here in the in people's yeah. mock drafts, trading up. So Yeah, and what I've heard is from uh, uh, Justin Fields apparently has epilepsy, 
But apparently with modern medicine, that's you can pretty much control it. And he, apparently it's a, a family history of the epilepsy. And they said that everyone in his family who's had it uh, grows out of it. Uh, so they're thinking it'll be a, a similar situation. So it really shouldn't affect. I mean, it could see him drop further down in the boards, but I don't I don't really think it will. I'm not trying to sound oblivious here, um, but how much could that affect you in the NFL? I can see if you were maybe in the NBA and they have crazy lights going on pre-game and all that. But in the NFL, I mean, the most that's going on is on the scoreboard and the big screens they got there. So, I mean, that, as long as you keep your eyes on the field. Noise, that makes some noise screen will really fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch well, out for that screen. It's me going. Well, it, he's been playing big-time college football for Ohio State. Yeah, and, the same and, thing. And the, stadium, the stadium atmosphere for college is arguably more crazy and wild than an NFL game. Right. Then so, if he's, been, if he's been fine, then... You know, whatever. In the eighth place, you have the Carolina Panthers, who they uh, just traded for uh, Sam Darnold. So I think right here, I think Chicago is going to come up and grab Trey Lance if San Francisco doesn't. Um, if San Francisco does grab Trey Lance early, uh, I really don't know where Mac Jones will go. I think he'll fall considerably further down God, the I hope list. the Cowboys don't pick him up. But the, but you might you could see Chicago pick him up uh maybe. But why did Chicago just take they Chicago has Andy Dalton and um Andy Dalton's a short-term plug. Nick I Foles. Think. Those Nick are short-term Foles. plugs before they find the next the next Jim McMahon, I guess. I don't know. Nick Foles <laughs> Nick Foles has proven that if he is not depended on yeah. He can win games. But the moment you put a, an inkling of pressure on him, he folds. No pun intended there either. <laughs> no, yeah, no pun intended. Uh, Nick folds. Yeah, Nick folds. Uh, in the ninth spot, uh, it was supposed to be Denver, but I said like they traded with Detroit, so Detroit will be here. Uh, and they most likely drive Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Linebacker. I can see Detroit. I wish I had my buddy here from work. He's a huge Detroit Lions fan. Uh, obviously boycotting them this year because they got rid of uh, Matt Stafford. But they're obviously <laughs> hey. not looking for some top-round uh, hey, QB. Highland Park's own Matt Stafford. He's Stafford's a, a beast. He's not a bit, he's not a believer in golf. No, I mean a lot of people don't like golf. I think he just was on a he's good a goth? team. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm very interested in what Stafford will do this year because I think Stafford has been an underrated quarterback his whole career. I think he's had great I, talent, but he has had no one around him. That's going to be a dangerous team. I, I think, think so. this is a this is a Romo situation. If Romo w- got out of Dallas and went to Denver. And went to like a good coached team. Well, if Romo got out of Dallas, I'd been a fan a lot sooner. All right, we well, all know that. <laughs> oh, here we go. The Romo hate. I forgot we have the Romo hater logged on here. Yeah. Well, the moment we've all been waiting for, the tenth pick, America's team, the greatest franchise in NFL history, the Dallas Cowboys. That's right, the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so the the uh, the projected pick from a lot of people is Patrick Satan cornerback from Alabama but actually what I think is going to happen here is I think they're going to trade down uh, with Buffalo and I think that uh, I think they're going to they're going to trade down with Buffalo and, and Buffalo I don't know what they'll do here but I think the Cowboys are going to draft J.C. Horn cornerback out of South Carolina because apparently today in their uh, pre-interview J.C. Horn told the Dallas Cowboys he's night and day better than Patrick Sertan 
And I think Jerry likes that fire. That's kind of Jerry's kind of guy. That's a big guy. statement. What happened to the Jerry and you know in love with Kyle Pitts? I mean, well, they were we've been hearing about that for weeks now. Kyle, the last thing I want the Cowboys to do is draft a skill position. Like, come on, we we are so stacked at skill positions on offense. We need boring positions. We need linemen. We need secondary. You know, we need like we need let's the pick up a nuts, new kicker. We need the nuts and bolts guys. You know, we need the bread and butter. We don't need another flashy. Uh, you know, uh, who did they get from Oklahoma last year? And he was good, but, like, that's the last thing we need to do. Like, draft a cornerback, I'm totally on board. Because we, we, the Cowboys, for so long, have not put any resources or effort into building a secondary, and it burns us every year. So well, if they want to draft a quarterback, well, a corner, Steven, they had, I'm, Steven I'm, I was on it. the radio the other day, and he was talking about it, and Steven said, well, you know, we've tried. We've made runs at people, and, you know, they just never, they never signed with us, and, we tried. Daddy didn't we, like we drafting. Made, we put them on. We put them on the draft board, but we just decided <laughs> to make a different decision. So it's not like we don't put stock into secondary, but I think that they don't put stock in a secondary. They at, don't at all. Um, but with so are you Ky- saying he's a liar? One hundred percent. Amen. I think you. I think you can look back at like. Uh, it's been a while since I looked at this, but I remember reading something about how the Cowboys allocate the lowest percentage of cap space to secondary of like anybody in the well, NFL had, or like really had, bottom of the league. You had Byron Jones who's considered one of the top cornerbacks in the league and they let him they, they let him walk without even giving him, let, making an offer. They let him go cuz they wanted to pay uh Dak Smith. Well, speaking of, Smith that year. Speaking yeah. of speaking of Dak, um you know Zeth's not too keen on Dak and I can get that but I think you need to have a good defense to help shorten the field for the offense because they can put numbers up. They can run the ball. They've got, we've got a good receiving core, possible new tight end coming in the fold. I don't think we can run the ball. Well, for how much longer? Yeah, we can. Let's all back up to there for uh, – I'm drawing a blank favorite on him, but I know who you're talking about. His name right now. The poor guy. The kid from Memphis. Yeah, poor bastard. Our run, no, our run, our backup running back, our number two guy, Joseph Randall, the underwear bandit. Damn it! How can we not? <laughs> no. I mean, love this guy. We like him more than Elliot, but how can we not? Well, they overpaid Elliot. They, they 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 should know that a, a a running back in these in this day and age is only only good for probably three years, four tops maybe. Right. So should I mean walk. they never they never invested a lot of money in defense except when you know back whenever Charles Haley came in the fold when they got him from San Francisco they needed a pass rusher. Well, they were still uncapped. Yeah, uh, back then there was no cap. Yeah, and what what's ironic? I don't think they've ever recovered from what's that. What's ironic is Jerry was the biggest pusher for a cap. Mm-hmm. And ever oh, the business side it makes total sense. Well, one hundred percent business side, but ever since then it's killed him because Cowboys have always had trouble staying under the cap. And since then, they've refused to spend money. Yeah. So, Tyler, you were talking about Tony Pollard. And I, in there my opinion, go. yeah, yeah. So, looking <laughs> at the running back situation, uh, the, the running back question for the Cowboys is, I think Tony Pollard's a better running back at this point than Ezekiel Elliott because Elliott was a great running back. He's There's no doubt he's phenomenal. But I think I there's think a lot of tiptoeing going around here. And I think you got to get rid of one or the other. It's either Elliott or Dak. Both. The minute you get rid of one of them, both. I think one of them will so, excel. Both. So, so, in my opinion, so there was an out this year. If the Cowboys wanted to cut Ezekiel Elliott, they could cut him during this offseason. 
and they would have to pay him for this upcoming season, and then I believe after that they'd be done, or it's something like that. They're not going to do it, so they're and I wish they would, but they're not going to do it, so they're going to be stuck with him. Oh yeah, and you're not going to be able to trade him because his, his yeah. the, the money's way too much. And, uh, and I, think like on, I, I think part of the uh, I think part of the hesitation is honestly the marketing side of it. He's a star. Jerry loves him. He sells jerseys. He's a big personality. Tony Pollard's just a kind of a guy who's good, but nobody knows who he is. You oh, know, yeah. and, and I think it comes down to that a little bit. But yeah, you look at the running back position. I'd go with Tony Pollard. Honestly, he's not that much of a downgrade from Elliott. And I'm not even saying Elliott sucks. It's it's more of a case of like, well, if where could we at- better spend that money on the team? Because Elliott is good. If you were if you were to pick Elliott like out of free agency and get him on a, like a reasonable contract, you'd love to have him on your team. Because he can do good things, oh, but, but he's notice, lost like he's lost that super burst of speed that he had his first few years. You look years. at Elliott his first few years, and so he always looked like he was struggling to run. If you know what I'm, if you know what I'm saying, but he was fast and he could jump and he did it. But now it, it's still that same struggle to run, but he it yeah. goes nowhere. But you look at someone like uh, Lamar Jackson, who when he runs and it's who knows how long this will be, he'll lose his speed too, but he glides. I mean, he runs like a gazelle, like it's effortless. Well, he's a, probably way lighter than. Oh yeah, he Dak pro- yeah, yeah, way I mean, lighter. Dak's a pretty. Oh, you know, he's about, like a tree stump. I was talking about Zeke, so, but. Yeah, so, I mean, Elliot's like a tree stump. Zeke's always eating that damn cereal. <laughs> That's right. So my thing, my thing on Zeke is, I think he has great vision, and he he hesitates because he's looking for the next hole, but he doesn't have that burst of speed he has anymore. So now he's like kind of a. I want. I don't want to call him slow because like. He's an NFL player. He's fast, but like, he's relatively slower to what he used to be. He still has pretty good vision, but he doesn't have the the raw athleticism that he used to have that made him like a really great running back. Now he's like, he's a good running back. You would like to have him if you could get him cheap. Yeah. And for our uh, listeners out there, um, we will be, you know, obviously we won't be posting this uh, episode to Instagram or Facebook, but we will be. Uh, submitting a screenshot to these platforms let us know what you think about the cowboys and what they're lacking in you know maybe that's something we can talk about in the future to whoever may be listening out there cowboys fanatics well um, i'll tell you right now two words defense amen that's right <laughs> we, need to, we need to build that defense but to jump off what tyler said also follow us on our seats taken facebook group there you go um, Soon to be Facebook page once we, uh, we, gotta, we get our intellects out. together and yeah. figure that out. Got to figure the details. Danny, uh, Danny. you being Left. a TCU alum, you're our, our TCU correspondent. TCU alum, the rest, former I'm, Ranger Regiment. The rest of us I'm reporting live from the city of Fort Worth and yeah. TCU campus here. The rest and, of us, yes. the rest of us are uh, fans of the real Texas football team, the Texas Longhorns. But Texas State, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, Southwest Texas. There you uh, go. No, but you're our TCU correspondent, and I know TCU's got some uh, pretty good safeties this year. So you uh, you want to give us a little rundown on yeah, that? Yeah, would you like to see them safeties in the Cowboys? Well, okay. Okay, that was a lot. So first let me address the the egregious insult that I've just been given for being a Horned Frogs egregious. fan. On I mean, path. come on. Egregious and uncalled for. Because, by the way, do I have to remind you guys about how hard – the Horn Frogs have dominated the Longhorns ever since joining the Big 12. It's not even close. 
Gary Patterson has the Longhorns number. How many national the championships? Longhorn? One. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> hang on. Hang I on. Think maybe one. Hang on. How many? Well, TCU's won multiple national championships, uh, you know, pre-World War II. But <laughs> since joining the Big 12, they've absolutely dominated the Longhorns. And how they've many, been the better football program. Oh, how many great coaches can you name from TCU? I don't even know who the coaches are. Well, Gary Patterson, and he's better than any coach that Texas has had since Excuse probably Mac Brown. Have, have you heard of a coach called Daryl K. Royal? I said since Mac Brown. Oh, yeah, I'm no, not going to say Daryl Mac Royal. Brown. I'm not going to say Daryl Royal. Flyers. Okay. No, I'm okay. I'm not going to say the history of TCU football is greater than Texas football. All I'm saying is the recent history, basically since 2005, TCU has been the better program. Now, well, you're asking me about the – and you can't even argue that. It, it, it's inarguable. So, Danny, I'm going to cut you off here. They've been better. And I'm not trying to disrespect TCU, but why is it that TCU is so dominant? When you think of Big 12 football, who do you think of? OU and the Longhorns. Yeah. What is well, TCU? TCU is doing something right here. Is it the coaching? Is it the recruiting? It, I mean, it's, it's it can't the be the recruiting. So, I'll tell you this. So – Texas gets the five stars year in and year out, despite their bad results. They've been getting them. OU gets the five stars year in and year out. TCU never gets the. I think they forgot their first uh, five star recently with the the running back from Houston who decommitted from Georgia. Would you put TCU for, on the same level as like the Texas Tech and maybe the the A and M in the past? That they're just fighting to be the underdog. They're like, well, everyone forgets about us, so we're well, going to make a I name would, for ourselves. I think Texas Tech is a good comp for like what their competition should be, but TCU overachieves, and Texas Tech, honestly, way underachieves. I think they should be better than they normally are. The thing with TCU is this. is Gary Patterson's a great defensive coach. He knows how to coach defense, and they they know they can't get the top recruits, so they get value. They get guys who are undersized, but they're fast. They get guys who are good, but maybe they had a <laughs> behavioral character issues. They get the talent where they can get it and, and generally ends up them being undersized but high on speed that's kind of where tcu is focused on because those guys are off, often they're lower star recruits they're not like these big monsters you see at alabama but if you if you know what you're doing you can use them right and that's what tcu's done their struggle in the last few years has been on the offensive side is they've they haven't had a good offense really in a while they haven't had a good quarterback since basically Trayvon Boykin. They had a what happened to him? Kenny What's Trill. going on with him? Is he what is he? In prison, jailbound. <laughs> yeah, he, drug you know, related he was like, or something. He was okay. So he was like a he was great in college, and he's just one of those guys where you go to the NFL and you're just not an NFL quarterback. You know, he's like a Manziel, pretty much. Yeah, but I think he was well better. He was he was a backup, and he was having a decent time as a backup, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, his deal was I think he had like a divest he like beat up his girlfriend or something terrible like that. So, you know. It was yeah, it was it was a bad deal. Oh. And that's kind of the that's kind of the other side of, of, of TCU is they gotta take risks on getting these guys that maybe maybe blues you know, you know, blue chip programs don't. Like sometimes they won't take a risk on a guy who has maybe character issues and TCU kinda has to to compete. So yeah, I mean, basically, what's made them a contender that's able to compete with other people is they have, they know how to use less, and that really comes down to Gary Patterson and his defense. He's he's kind of a defensive genius, and people don't talk about the Big Twelve having defense. 
TCU has a great defense relative to the Big 12. So they normally do. You kind of nailed but it anyway, on the head there. In- so going, go, going back to the draft, which what we were originally talking about, is in this draft, there are two safeties coming out of TCU. So TCU had the two best safeties in the country this last year. They were All-American. And I'm looking at my draft board that I got from Mel Kuyper, and he's behind a pay <laughs> he's behind a paywall on ESPN, so I'm looking at like a bootleg copy of it. But they have the, Rager, the, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, taking Trevon Morig, safety of TCU at 17. And, and I don't see where the other safety is at, but I'm sure he'll be drafted second, if not third round. I don't know about the Raiders picking up anyone right now. I mean, I mean, I think they're. We'll I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to dabble into <laughs> what the Raiders. I don't know if y'all have heard about this. I'm not going to touch on it at all. But uh, I think they're under fire right now. Y'all can do y'all's own research as into what the Raiders have said lately. And I'm not going to say I agree nor disagree with what they've said, particularly on Instagram and the Twitters. Uh, so they might be struggling in the. Uh, in the draft this year, and you kind of well, nailed it on the uh, head with the with the TCU thing. And you know, I don't know what it is. The Longhorns, any team, just they always seem to struggle against TCU. It's always a nail biter. I don't, and then you know, TCU somehow shits the bed against SMU. I don't know what the deal is with that. Well, you know, well that, SMU that's got, always SMU got good. That's SMU always been like that. Yeah. I mean, even back during the Southwest Conference days. Anybody that played Texas, they played them hard. I mean, even if they were in the national championship picture or not or, or, or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, TCU and SMU, they've had that, what they call it, the iron skillet. Yes. Iron skillet, yes. Yeah. So, so one of the oldest rivalries in college football. Yeah. Because going, going back to 1920s, 1930s college football, TCU and SMU were powerhouses, like national championship powerhouses. Yeah. That's where Dope Walker went. Uh, where uh, what's what is the running? You know, Doug Walker was the running back for uh, for SMU, right? Yeah, wasn't Sammy? Didn't Sammy Ball play for TCU? I mm. believe so. Uh, what is the national quarterback award? The is Doug it, Walker, didn't it? it? No, I thought Davey O'Brien. O'Brien. So Davey yeah. O'Brien was the yeah. he's he's quarterback for TCU back in the day. Yeah, and so the national. Quarterback award is TCU, Davey O'Brien. The national running back award is Duke Walker, SMU. So it's very old school football. But um, I knew a guy who was on the team when I was at school uh, at TCU. I knew a guy who played for the the team. He was kind of a backup. But he he was telling me about how Gary Patterson was giving him a speech about going to play Texas. And Gary was talking about it. It was just like a special point to him that no matter how the season was going, like he always loved to just – beat texas and it always kind of made the season you know i think that's how it always is when people play texas you know i it's being a texas fan and i enjoy it because you know it it tests us and sometimes it doesn't always turn out the way we would like it to but you know i'm not looking for a you know a blowout when texas plays anyone yeah it would be nice to see but then at the same time you don't know how to judge the season at that point well it's also you see the influence that Texas has. Uh, you'll have Georgia playing Clemson, and you'll see people out in the stands throwing the horns down. They don't. They don't play us. They haven't played us. They're not gonna play us. But they still, you know, we're the team to hate. Exactly. We're the I, I we're gotta, the Cowboys. We're the Yankees of the NCAA. I, I got a rag on Texas a little bit here on that thing. Is uh, 
how crybaby they got was whenever West Virginia did the horns down and then they made the Big 12 ban it. I thought that was a sorry move. In my opinion, if you don't like it, win the game. How about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, Danny, on that subject, you know, there's not really much to add on with TCU and their struggles and or their victories. Um, On the outside looking in, I know you're a, a prior, you know, Longhorn supporter somewhat. What do you think uh, Texas needs to do to right the ship? I feel like it's a systemic issue. It's kind of like you talk Cowboys, and it always comes down to Jerry Jones, right? What's what's the system that Jerry Jones has in place? Is he too involved? Does he let the coach do his job or blah, blah, blah? So you're Texas saying that the, ad, the administration you know, has the administration, too much the donors, the football program? There's so much that goes into it. It, it. It's like having 20 Jerry Joneses on in that program. Because, like, okay, you look, you look at the recruits every single year. Is Texas not top 10 recruiting, if not top five? Like, they, they get great players. There's no doubt. There's no reason they should be as bad A as they are. A lot of problems are being made. Yeah, and I don't, I don't honestly believe that these coaches are that bad. Like, okay, maybe Charlie Strong wasn't the best hire, but – I don't believe he was a terrible coach. And uh, who's the guy they just got rid of uh, from Houston? Uh, Herman. Herman, yeah. Herman. Yeah, Herman's not a bad coach. You know he's not a bad coach. He, he did well at Houston. He knows he knows football, and he has one of the most talented teams in, in college football. There's no reason why they shouldn't be good. It's just like a systemic issue, I think, with the culture there that goes beyond the coaching staff, and they always want to band-aid it by firing a coach, a new coach. Well, that's like that with anything. I mean, you got the NFL does the same thing. I mean, well, for the mo- maybe not as quickly as the uh, the college ranks do. I mean, the college ranks usually it's like three or four years, and then they start looking, they start checking the Craigslist ads, and they start checking the you know the one ads and all that in the paper, and saying, well, we need to start looking for another coach. So we don't have a lot of. Um, um, I guess a lot of uh, direction right now as far as the draft goes, but I think we'll cover it more. Uh, we'll get a little bit more uh, intel, a little bit more knowledge on it uh, for next week. Yeah, um, we'll definitely give you guys – I mean, obviously you all see it too, but you know our thoughts on how the draft goes. Um, we're not going to touch on the teams we obviously don't care about. It'll probably be more Cowboys-based. Yeah, you're not getting expert – analysis like you would on the 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 espn or the you know you know the network shows nfl network shows and stuff i mean you're looking at just average dudes talking about it you know just giving our two cents but um we're getting kind of close to wanting to wrap up so in closing here guys this um Cowboys predictions next season. We'll go ahead and close the, the episode out on that. We'll go ahead and start with uh, Joe Boo over here. What do you – you know, we got a new – what is it, 17-game season instead of 16? Yep. Yep. Uh, how do you see the Cowboys doing this year? You see them making a wild card run, winning the division. Um, we got, you know, you know the Giants are really picking up now. Redskins – uh, they're still in there in the mix. They're what the only team that made the playoffs from the NFC East last season. Um, and who else? I mean, the Eagles are terrible. Oh, they, I, we can forget about the Eagles. Eagles. They shit up. the bed. I'd say we can forget about the Giants too. That's a joke. Well, the Giants didn't do too bad this season, even without Berkeley. 
or that's how you say his name? Yeah, Saquon. Barkley. Saquon. Saquon. Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yep, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. If they run the ball, I'll say Cowboys predictions. I think it's going to be another Cowboys season where it's right at 500, maybe a game above, game or two above, and they'll make the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. And they'll lose in the first round. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree with that. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for a possible wild card, um, and you know, maybe, maybe finishing, you know, ten and six, something like well, that. Seventeen game season. Seventeen. Now. Yeah. Well. Um, Nine and seven. Yeah. I mean, there's seventeen. Uh, last year, it, it it showed that you know e- neither team in the in the uh, in the NFC East was um, very good. It's just like they whoever got ahead of the other one uh, best won a of the game. Worst. Yeah, best of the worst. I mean, it's it's a so just real quick. It's a seventeen game season, but you'll still have a bye week, so you'll still play sixteen games, right? No, no it's, it's, it's 17 games. Oh, so, so be our extra weeks. game this season is against the Patriots. Oh, okay. Mm. So That's our 17th like, game. Cowboys will be like 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 or something. Yeah, 500. So, Devin. 9, nine and 8, I think, is a good prediction. That's what I'll say. Devin, the, the Tom Brady supporter. the. Hey, you can't argue with wins. What do you got for us, Devin? You think, you think the Cowboys will knock Brady off his pedestal? This season and make a run for the championship? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking here, Green Bay? I'm thinking. Sweet and to the point. I'm thinking Cowboys are gonna go. They're gonna go eight and nine, and they're gonna make it first round of the playoffs, and they're gonna lose, and then that's gonna be it. Well, I'm gonna go with a, a crazy, a, well, folks, a crazy prediction <laughs> here. Before I'll let de- I'll let the old. Uh, White Cobra, close it out over here. Um, I'm gonna go with the the Cowboys, win the NFC East, Ooh. win the first divisional game, but lose just before the NFC Championship game. That's my prediction. Well, thanks, listeners. Uh, follow us on our our Facebook oh, page. Where's your prediction at? You know, I'm just going to skate off here. I want to hear your Cowboys hot yeah, take. No, you don't know fucking shit about the Cowboys. I already gave mine. It's 500. 500. I I don't even know if they'll make the playoffs. Hey, we're not asking for credit scores here, all right? <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I think the Cowboys will have a... I think they'll be better off than they were last season. And, you know, who knows? Let's see how Jerry... Uh, goes with this draft. It's always a surprise. Just like our episodes. <laughs> you can say that again. Uh, go ahead and listen on listen in on our next episode. Uh, Bigfoot is Bigfoot real? Leave a comment in the section below. Yeah, and you know, I'll I'll. Uh, cover what Zeth was talking about, uh, please do give us a look on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Spotify, um, Google podcast, Google podcast, you know, give us a like, give us a listen, just give us a chance. We're, we're, we're working on it. We got a lot of wrinkles we got to iron out, but yeah, your uh, feedback is always welcome. It's always welcome. It's always welcome. So 
to end it. Um, Looks like we're gonna go into the unknown and discuss a little big foot. So stick around. Hope y'all enjoy it. We'll see you.